This is the College of the Redwoods Forestry Natural Resources Career Seminar Podcast, and I'm your host, Valerie Elder. Uh, my name is Mitch Hunt. I uh, work for Green Diamond in Corbell, California. Um, I am with Green Diamond. The, uh, the title is the IFM Chief uh, at Corbell, which really is the Civiculture Supervisor, and our my primary responsibility is overseeing the reforestation end of um, our property down here. Um, uh, let's see, a little history of me is I grew up in Southern California in the 60s and 70s. Uh, went to the local junior college for a couple of years. Somewhere in there, I uh, decided that I wanted to be a forester. And it was uh, a little bit of just from my background of uh, growing up camping and and being in the outdoors and loving the outdoors. Um, at the two-year college, working in the Career Center, I decided I was going to go to Humboldt State. And so I transferred to Humboldt State um, with, uh, as a, accepted as a forestry major. And that was in 1978. And it was probably the Smokey the Bear commercials uh, that got me thinking that when I got to Humboldt State, I would go and find the horse stables because that's the I had to learn to ride a horse in order to ride to the lookout to look for fires. Um, <laughs> I soon found out there was no horse stables and there'd be no riding horses to the lookout. But it turned out to be a lot about math and science and and being in the outdoors. And, and as the three years went by, it just got better and better and uh, graduated from Humboldt State in 1981 and went to work for uh, 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 Champion International in Gold Beach, Oregon, and worked there for several years as a forester in the field, doing just what I'm doing today. And, and then that brought me back to California. In 87, I uh, passed the RPF exam and became an RPF and started writing harvest plans for Louisiana Pacific on their industrial timberlands. And that's kind of where uh, my niche has been in, in uh, industrial forestry. I did do about six years as a private consultant in between uh, working for different companies. And that was uh, really interesting. Uh, totally different waking up every morning when everything rides on you instead of having a big support team. So I learned a lot uh, with that uh, venture that eventually brought me back to uh, Green Diamond here in Corbell um, and uh, since 2007. And I've got about four or five years before I, I get to go camping for fun forever. So um, it's it's been a great, great career. Couldn't have picked a better one accidentally. And uh, and it's uh, it becomes it becomes who you are. You become a forester and that's who you are 24 seven. So um, that's that's me. That's a great story. And I think even, you know, I appreciate that you shared that kind of horseback piece is sometimes looking at job descriptions and thinking about what you will do if you're successful in applying for and interviewing and accepting a job. Sometimes there's a disconnect between what we think we might be doing and what actually sort of happens on a day-to-day basis on the field. So Mitch and I are here looking at this internship and scholarship application that's available right now. It's actually available in California, Washington, and Oregon. So if you 
somewhere else can apply to this job if you're uh, planning on living and working in those different areas. And what we wanted to do is kind of just take a look at this job application, talk about areas that you as a student could qualify based on your experiences so far, and, and sort of talk about, you know, what you'll be doing in an internship like this and help answer any kind of questions like that if you're applying. Sure. This is um, this is the Green Diamond um, opportunity internship and scholarship. Uh, so it's both a, a it's basically a summer job. So it's uh, perfect for or it's 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 for students uh, still returning back to school, and it also um, comes with a three thousand dollars scholarship to apply the next year. Um, and and it um, it doesn't mean you're coming back to CR. It could be you're transferring to. Uh, another college, possibly a four-year degree. Um, it does have a uh, requirement that the program is has a forest uh, SAF, Site American Foresters uh, uh, accreditation um, for that program. Um, but um, so it it it's different in in other summer jobs that you would apply for. Uh, most say a typical summer job is to be a forestry technician where you will be working with foresters, laying out harvest plans, flagging buffers, and measuring trees, things like that. Um, this internship, it actually, you spend a limited amount of time in each of our departments. And so you would spend time with the geologists and time with the, um, the wildlife biologists doing both owl calling and, and maybe fisher studies. And we've got marten studies. Then you'd spend time with the fisheries department um, and then eventually you'd spend a couple different stints with the forestry department with the THP layout. Um, my department is the civil culture department. Um, that time of the year we're uh, doing uh, surveys in our younger stands uh, looking at tree survival and, and vigor of uh, seedling growth. So we, we do some of that. Uh, you'd also spend time in inventory. So, so by the end of the summer you, you've, uh, you've spent time in all departments including operations spend a little bit of time with the our uh, logging supervisors um, so it, it really is geared towards the student that knows they want to be in natural resources um, but they're not quite clear of what their direction is and so it's 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 designed to maybe show you a little bit of everything so that maybe you can pick uh, narrow your focus for the next few years rest of your schooling or or your career direction so I'm looking at kind of the requirements and so like you said you pretty much need to be a student and you could be continuing at CR or transferring to Humboldt or another school um, what are kind of the other sort of qualifications that hiring managers are looking for when a student's applying to a job like this well this like I said this job is um, it's it's not obviously we're equal opportunity employer it says right in there in big italicized words after it kind of gives some some focus of of what the internship is looking for um, it's looking for um, diversity it's looking for um, I mean actually in a previous podcast we talked about me coming from LA and and not really knowing what I really was going to be and it, it, it might be that person you know so that so it it gives you some direction but um, it, it is uh, it is geared towards um, 
you know, if you came in strong and said, I want to be a, a road engineer or I want to be a, a, an RPF, I know I want to be an RPF, um, that, that wouldn't not that wouldn't be a negative against you in the interview or the selection process but it it we would we it does say in there that we're looking for maybe someone who might be the first generation college student you know and and it's meant to uh, give them a uh, open up their um, eyes to what the experiences are and then also um, provide them a scholarship to uh, help them along that way so uh, but but it's just like any other job interview. It really is a, a summer job interview. And thinking about, say, a, a, a first year college student, doesn't matter whether you're at CR or Humboldt State, you're a first year college student. You're taking some general ed stuff and limited, you have limited forestry uh, curriculum behind you. Um, so what you wanna do is, is dig into um, those things that you do have done, you know, on the weekends, and 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 are you did you play sports? Um, here's here's a little a little hiring tip that. I, so I, I obviously we're equal opportunities, but when I talk to someone and they say I was a four-year letterman or 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 I tried out four years, if you just tried out four years and you didn't make it, you're showing me you've got commitment. And, and you've got desire and you've got the willing to come back and keep trying and and so so moving away from being a four-year letterman but things that show an employer that you're committed that you want to try that you want to work hard you're not a, you're not you're willing to be open um, those are the things those are the things we're looking for in an interview um, so um, so anything like you were four years in the French club and you became you got graduated from high school with with uh, uh, French honors you know that's something that's commitment you know and 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 so those are the things that that those are intangibles that you bring to that you want to think about and organize you know before you get to the interview on on how am I going to show that I'm committed that I'm gonna I'm gonna make it to the end of the summer. Um, that I really am somewhat on the right track of my forestry degree. Um, yeah. So this is kind of the difference between saying I'm committed as a sentence versus showing the employer or um, providing sort of a background story on those qualifications. So rather than saying I'm committed, you say. That I've been committed because of my time in sports or my real interest in learning French or whatever it is that you do. You give some kind of an example for the employer, then say, "Oh, okay, I can I can see that they have done this." Because if you don't share that information on your cover letter, somewhere in your resume or in that interview, you might be really qualified and have all these great assets to you that the employer wants to hire you for, but if you don't find a way to communicate that, then they don't know that. They can't hire you because of qualifications. Exactly. And, it, it, we, I mean, nobody comes out of high school or your first year in college with being super qualified or, or meeting the qualifications of, 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 you know, knowing all your tree species and knowing how to 
run a reliscope and, and, and knowing tree heights. But, but along the way, you, you've, you've probably done some orienteering just by um, looking at a map because you were going to go on a hike, you know, and, and deciding on what, what route you were going to take. And, and so those are things that, that you want to be able to give examples for. Um, the, the, the toughest interview is, is uh, an interview you do where, where you, you feel like someone has had that experience. And then all they say is, well, you know what it's like. And I'm like, yeah, I know what it's like, but you need to show me, tell me in, in example form. Like, like you said, that's, that's exactly right, is, is don't say I'm competent. Give me uh, one or two examples that shows me that. does um, it actually yeah it takes uh, when you say time it, it doesn't take years it takes it's like studying for an exam exactly. and so um, the last thing you want to do is go for an interview of your dream job and not have taken the time to prepare for it just like if it's your dream job you need to prepare for it like I've got to get an A in this class or I don't get my degree or 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 if I don't get a and they in this class, mom's going to take the car away from me. I mean, some. I mean, I mean, yeah. it's got to. You've got to be prepared. You 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 want to spend the time. And and so, so I, I thought about this, and and it, it sounds cliche, but um, the the ones that the, the ones that actually get their dream job are willing to do what ninety percent of the other people applicants aren't willing to do. And 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 so think about that. But but easier than that is is look at the look at the um, job um, application of the prospectus and and you'll there's um, there's keywords in there when when it says um, show that you're competent or or should be should be competent in or um, should be able to or something like that don't just say that you are um, think of sit down and, and actually spend some time thinking about jotting down notes that that examples of you know, I mowed my grandma's lawn, you know, since I was ten, yeah. every week, you know, things like that. Um, so the 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 critical thing that advice I got a long time ago was was the resume gets you an interview and the interview gets you the job. So you can put together a, a pretty concise resume and and at your point in life and your career, one year into college, your resume isn't going to be long and lofty and um, and so it, it should just be concise but but you know Boy Scouts Girl Scouts softball teams mowing grandma's lawn you know going camping don't be afraid to put those things down in a way that the, that the job application asks for it um, whether it's uh, I mean one of our things is always uh, work in you know long uh, hours under you know, adverse weather conditions yeah. in in treacherous terrain, right? Okay, don't just say yeah, I can do that. Um, show examples on on give a few examples on on how you've spent time doing that and how you've done it safely. You know, and 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 there's a critical thing if you kind of run out of something to say, 
add some safety stuff to it <laughs> yeah. because because that's uh, that's what we want to hear um, self-starting is always a biggie that shows up in in almost every job application you know self-starter work independently and so think about things like that and that might be um, you know uh, talking about uh, your studies on how you were able to um, you know focus and and learn how to study independently I mean that that sounds weird but that is it's a it's a mechanism that transfers into working independently um, here's another thing is um, don't bring don't even bring your phone into the interview don't even be tempted to have it accidentally go off don't be tempted to look at a text message while you're waiting waiting in the lobby room okay because because um, really that is um, that's really something that if they've done a lot of research on how much time is wasted in the workplace looking at personal text messages and things like that so there's there's a there's a tip there but um, and that's true too interviews right now are gonna I don't know about this position but a lot of interviews right now are happening via zoom and I've had a lot of interviews just because I was applying into different states or things that utilize zoom and so you have to treat that zoom interview like you would an in-person interview which means not being on your phone in the right. zoom interview and um, paying attention and addressing nice even though you're on the other side of the screen that you know it's funny um, that the whole uh, Zoom interviews is, is what we're doing now. Um, it, it, so we are doing that, and we've had some technical technical problems, um, but we get through those. And don't let that frazzle you, because uh, yeah. some people you're nervous anyways. Um, we're nervous too, so the interviewers are are, are excited. Um, they've 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 looked at resumes. They've they've made the selection of, of a group of people that um, you know fit the fit what we're looking for and and, and we're kind of nervous about asking questions and and uh, so um, a mock interview is is another very best tip I can give you is is find someone a best friend a relative somebody they don't even have to know the you know the, the the job or the curriculum or anything that you're applying for, um, you write out your own questions. Look at the job prospectus and, and and pull three or four things out there and have them ask you just a very general question, and then you talk to them for five minutes about it. Because what that does is you're practicing saying things out loud and you're weeding out the things that 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 you know might not make sense. But while you're doing that, you're you're triggering you're triggering thoughts that are gonna are gonna be important. The last thing you want to do is is be triggering those thoughts while you're doing your interview, or even worse, an hour later. Or even worse, an hour later, <laughs> which is what we've all done for sure, absolutely. <laughs> and I think another tip with that is to write it write it down. So maybe you don't have somebody right now you can practice interviewing with because of COVID or whatever, but you could write out write down a list of um, questions and and practice in writing answering them yourself, or at least creating some bullet points. Probably not a good idea to have a memorized script going into an interview, right? Because what if they're not going to ask those specific questions, and you're going to need to um, kind of be able to react on your feet to have a coherent conversation in an interview process. But pr keep practicing different types of questions and know your key strengths and your key weaknesses, and try to answer those as part of the other questions that are 
that's where that safety tip comes up too is you know what is your standpoint on safety find somewhere in that interview if you accidentally answer ahead a question you know you want to stay on topic but if you accidentally kind of lead into another question um, by talking about something like safety that's that's an okay thing in an interview it, it shows that um, it kind of makes the interview <laughs> interviewer's job easy right okay you've already answered that question Right, and and actually the question will come up in a different way, and 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 so you'll you'll have probably a better answer for it. But right. What other interview tips or application tips do you have? Important things. Actually, a really important thing is is um, you don't want you don't want to necessarily get hung up on what's required and what's desired, um, because really, really we're using the required and desired to help filter, actually to to help filter people from from not applying that really aren't qualified for the job just flat out not qualified for the job the other thing in interviews like I was saying is is that you know it, it's it, it's normal it's it's natural to be nervous um, and and we're excited that you're coming in there we're excited to meet you uh, we're hoping you have you know some passion about what we do and and, and what you want to do um, so if you get to the, if you sit down and, and you kind of lose yourself and you feel yourself like nervous, tell us that. It, 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 maybe, maybe some interviewers aren't going to like that. It, you know, in the end of an interview, it, it's, it's a two-way street. It's like, I, I don't want to work for these people. They, were, they weren't understanding that, that this is life and, and I get nervous. But once I got, it, as an interviewer, um, we, we commonly... Uh, you know, have a glass of water, or get you a glass of water, or um, sometimes the the questions in the interview are presented to you so they're in front of you, um, so that you can reflect on them and read them. It, it's okay to have a long pause uh, because you're seeing something for the very first time. You you've done your mock interview, you've done your homework, you've got all these thoughts, but but we all get a little bit of block sometimes just because we're nervous, or or we're seeing something that catches us a little off guard. It, or you're having a bad day, but but it's okay to uh, take a pause and think about the question, and think about your answer, and, and and to dig deep into that, into that you know high school experience or that week those weekend experiences or, or you know even grade school experiences, um, and you don't have to frame them as when I was in grade school, but but present present something that's um, that came out of those experiences, because we are looking for applicable experiences to those questions um, it's okay to take a pass and say can we come back to this question uh, it, it, you, you can take charge of this interview don't feel like uh, it's a, and I, like I tell uh, people that tend to be a little nervous or even everybody is as you get in the groove it's like this is just a good conversation we're just having a conversation treat it like a conversation there's some questions that here we understand that that there's um, there's actually a little bit on the line too, so so you can be nervous about about not getting the job because you're you're worried about the interview. Um, but the, as soon as you can get past that, get into a conversational mode, crack a couple jokes, you know, if if that's who you are. Um, but but turn it into a conversation, and and that tends to free up you know, what the things you want to uh, talk about and, and ideas that you want to express. 
I, I also uh, I can tell you that the first question of almost every interview is tell us about yourself, what skills that you have that you think are pertinent to this, this job, and and I'm going to say that again. What you know, tell us about yourself, and what skills do you bring to this to this job? That, that's like number one, 90, 80 percent of the time, and so uh, I I can take a bicycle apart and put it back together with my eyes closed. You know, I, I, that's you know something is, but but don't think about that question and be prepared for it and give some really good examples and don't be shy about talking about yourself here, okay? Because because you're you're selling you are selling yourself in, to some degree. The last question is always, what makes you the best fit for this job? And and fit, fit's a key word, um, because I will, as I go through the applicants and the interviews and the applications, I'm not going to bring the, the the number one Heisman Trophy winning Forester into my staff if I think they're, you know, the fly in the suit, because because I already have a really good staff. And they have to, you have to be able to fit. And so, um, so it's okay to be uh, strong-willed and have great ideas and be really smart. It, you just have to make sure that um, that you're also, uh, you know, uh, on your end of the interview, it's a fit for you. And so, um, so you you want to make sure that um, that you present yourself in a way that's open, hardworking. Um, and willing to ad adapt to the processes we have doesn't mean your ideas aren't going to change those processes along the way, but um, but fit is a really a really important thing. And, and part of that is sort of showing some of your personality, right? Because essentially you'll be working with these people five days a week for however long you work there. They're going to be working with you, so give give them something people can kind of remember or or relate to an instrument, whatever it is sort of that you do in your off time, you can kind of work something like that into your about you. That's a good spot to interject information about hiking on weekends and navigating on maps, mm -hmm. where you might not be able to share that as work experience yet. Yeah, and some of that, um, some of that fit's going to come from back to your research. Um, you know, applying for a green diamond job, it's really easy to go to the website, you know, and, and, and you know, in a half an hour, you can get a good feel of what, you know, green diamond's about um, to some degree. And, and in any company, you know, websites are, are now it's, it's the thing, you know, and um, I, I'm old enough where I forget I can Google anything, but <laughs> so, so do, you know, do that homework, um, check out your employer. I can share uh, a true story. Um, so, in 1978, when you were applying um, at Humboldt State for summer jobs in forestry, they would bring an employer. The Career Center would bring an employer with a real job, and you would, or they'd advertise that, and you would send in res your resume, and and then the employer was kind of like the the screener. You know, they were they they were the yeah they were they were the screening. Um, company so the career center would go through and they would pick three um, three resumes three applicants for the um, employer to interview and and from those three people someone they would offer someone a job most likely so um, 
So I would actually go, so I was applying for a summer job for Champion International and actually went and to the library and looked up Champion International and, and just found out, I mean, that they were a little bit diversified. They were plywood and lumber, but they were also paper and they had diversified into carpeting and stuff like that. And so my only question I had is, is that I could come up with was, was in a company that's so diversified, how do, how do they focus how do they focus on any one thing and, and do well? And it, it was like, that was like the magic question, you know, and it, it was just, it was five minutes of library research back then, but, yeah. but it, you know, take a second now. It, yeah. You don't even have to walk into the library. Don't, yeah, you can do Pull it from your cord. phone. Yeah. <laughs> do it on your watch. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it during the interview. Though. Don't do it during the interview. <laughs> That's a great, uh, <clears throat> thank you, because that segues me back to, at the end of the interview, you know, don't ask me questions that I think that I know that you could have found on the website. You know, I mean, and I, so I don't want to scare you and say don't ask questions because now you don't know what's a good question and bad question. There are no dumb questions, right? But um, it's okay to ask how, you know, ask some questions about, you know, how do we like working here or what's what's the favorite part of our day or you know those are great questions. You know, but but um, you know don't ask you know what kind of trees we plant you know or, or you know how what kind of do we do we do uneven age or even age timber management you know those are those are things that that you can find like in a second on the website with a little bit of homework and so not that that totally blows an interview but it's just a, it's my tip to say be, you know don't ask questions that that the employer already does every day that that advertises every day that they that you know with a little bit of homework because so, I back to my 10% someone else has done their homework and they asked they didn't ask that question they asked a little bit deeper question or, or question that that was out of curiosity of something that they wanted to know yeah it's that opportunity to sort of set yourself apart from those other applicants because you've done something that presumably on your resume you're saying, okay, so I have this education, SDR, so you should be able to research, right? That's kind of part of what we learn in school is this research process, so you can at least Google something and then spend five minutes looking up before an interview, and then this kind of deductive reasoning or critical thinking, so, you know, we don't know everything about this job, but, you know, so some things pull, pull what you don't know and what you want to know together and form a coherent question, because being able to ask a good question in an interview, that means that when you don't understand something at the job, you're going to ask a question and get clarification. And that's something that a employer wants to see, is somebody that's going to be able to communicate and admit when they have questions and don't know something. So there's a lot of, that question can provide so many opportunities, and a lot of times it's just, no, don't have any questions, don't have any questions. So that's a missed opportunity. It is. But it is, yeah. So I guess you just have to kind of evaluate um, and do a little bit of homework beforehand. And that's a question you can 100% prepare for before an interview. And if you're applying for a forestry job in California, graze the forest practice rules just a little bit. Yep. What else do we need to know about this job, Mitch? I think we've covered, kind of covered a lot of it. Yeah, the... Um, 
like I said, the internship is, is different because it, it does expose you to all of our departments, um, which is ex can be exciting to some degree, but, but all of a sudden you'll land in a department you really want to spend more time with, and then we scurry you away. So um, there's uh, housing opportunity with it. Um, we have a house that we uh, in Corbell, in the town of Corbell, that's, um, that's set up just for... Uh, either new employees coming in from out of town that need a place to land for a couple months while they get their feet or or summer um, people so it if you're a local person and, and you want to get the full experience you can you know live in a in the room in a room in a house in Corbell and share it with other resource people and and uh, like I said it comes with the three thousand dollar scholarship um, I can also say that most of the timber companies if you're if you're headed that direction Eventually, it doesn't matter whether you're a forester or a wildlife biologist. You know, we we select our permanent employees from our summer jobs, whether it's an internship or just a regular, you know, two and a half month summer job. Um, seasonal right now, we have a bunch of se we have seasonal um, our seasonal owl um, crew is being um, it's, it's actually open for applying for, um, and our permanent biologists or our extended um, term biologists all come from those seasonal crews. So, um, so the one thing that's really important is do whatever you can through your through your educational period to spend summers working in at least in some form of, of natural resources. I mean, I will hire in a heartbeat someone that was uh, a, an owl caller for six months or. A botanist for the seasonal botany program and and they're just looking for their their niche and they show up and they showed up to work every day they you know they weren't late they were on time they you know learned their craft you know they learned all the plants they learned all the spotted owl calls plus all the ones that sounded like the spotted owls you know those are those are transferable skills that um, that employers are looking for yeah, and I think that's kind of a good point. So you apply to an internship, something like this, that experience is sort of a whole interview in itself. So an internship like this, I highly encourage everyone you know, that's interested in this to apply to this amazing opportunity. Um, and then, and so this is both a learning experience for you, but an opportunity for you to test out if you like working for this company and what skills and areas you like. Um, but then it's also an opportunity for kind of It is an interview. Yep, yeah, it sure is. It's an interview for for a real job. Yeah. Yeah. And and don't um, you know if you've got a little bit of you know uh, uh, traveler in you, um, don't hesitate to apply for the Shelton job. Um, it's it's actually uh, Shelton, Washington, is the origin of, of Simpson Timber, um, and uh, the the Sal Simpson and. And Marky e. Reed, the founders of our company, all started right there. And so, you know, lumber camps and and towns and mayors and I mean, it's all it's all it's a pretty neat experience. And then it's the same internship where you get to you go through the different different programs. Um, another another thing about applying for jobs, you know, we talked about um, 
doing the homework. We talked about doing mock interviews to get you know get your ideas out there and, and actually hear your voice. You know, say them. Um, again, don't hesitate to call in advance. So we talked a little bit about don't ask the wrong question at the end of the interview. If you have that question or you're thinking that's ask that, call me ahead of time. Yeah. And I love that. You know, that's that shows me you're interested in the job. Um, you got some clarification. Um, you know, I'd much rather have you sort all that out and then say, this looks like a really good opportunity, but it's not for me, or it's a good opportunity and I'm not sure if it's for me, so I'm applying based upon our conversations beforehand. And I, I think I've mentioned before that, um, you know, with, with any questions you have, and you've got a class that's got a project and there's some stumbling blocks and people have, that you know a professional could, could help you out, don't hesitate to call. And yeah. You can call HRC, you can call a consulting forester, just ask to talk to a registered professional forester or wildlife biologist or the geologist and someone will return your call and be really willing to talk to you about it. And especially with these, with any job, call the company, ask to talk to the person that's, lots of times you, you might get the HR person. If you don't get the answers directly about the job, then ask to talk to a forester and and they will make sure someone calls you back. So don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid. Another thing about you know career building um, locally, um, the California Foresters uh, Licensed Foresters Association. You'll hear the acronym CLFA. Um, if you go to that website, that's where we all advertise jobs. So don't have, don't forget to go there as well as Society of American Foresters. But but we locally have a monthly breakfast. Um, and uh, if you generally, if you show up to that breakfast, a professional usually picks up your breakfast for you. Um, I was actually on that board for a while and ran that breakfast, and the word got out. So sometimes it was a expensive, bill. A expensive <laughs> little monthly breakfast for me. But but we really enjoy uh, the students uh, coming. Um, and uh, but uh, don't be surprised if we don't ask you a couple questions. How's it going? What are you learning? What's going on at school? Because because we're really interested in that because. Um, you know, we want to know how school's going and, and, and what, what you're getting from that experience as well. Um, at least one of our current permanent technicians came to that breakfast his last two years at Humboldt State, you know, regularly, not every time, but, but you, you, you get a face and a, a name and, and, and have a conversation. That's, that's where it all starts. opportunity is posted on our site for the class and remember to reach out if you have questions. Thank you, it's my pleasure.